October 25th. A great day of football yesterday, including a Colts dub. Love to see it. A road primetime. Didn't have what we had happen in Baltimore happen. And uh, yep. found a way to win, given the given the weather. Uh, we're going to talk mm-hmm. about it. How was your Sunday watching this week, week seven? I thought it was was good. I, I was just ready for the Colts game at night. I really I think we won that game because, obviously, like we're the better team if we win. But given 49ers did have a lot of injuries and the weather, but that's part of football. Like We, we have a lot injuries of injuries, well. too. I don't want to hear nothing so, about injuries. I'm saying it's part of football. I've seen a lot of 49ers fans being like, we have everybody out, the weather. It's like we played the weather, too, and we're playing with people out. Um given that we are more healthy right now than we've been all season, I believe, uh, at least on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, definitely the offense. Ball. Still don't have Braden Smith. Uh, but let's give a little evaluation on our boy Carson Wentz, who over the last four weeks is just, listen, he is playing some excellent football. Um, let's start off with the with the fumble interception. Um, I actually just did a video where I reacted to the highlights, and I kind of broke it down as to why I don't think it was that bad of a play. Um, the reason it got turned over, well, okay, before we learned that it was a fumble, it looked like a terrible decision, a stupid play. He gave the, he just gave the dude the ball, but if you slow it down, which they did later on in the game where they reversed it from an interception to a fumble call, the dude hits it out of Carson Wentz's hand, which is why he wasn't even able to get it over the defender because Pascal was wide open right behind him. So that was... Of a fumble that turned that took away a beautiful play by Carson Wentz to get it to that would have been if if it wouldn't have got tipped, which wasn't even tipped, it was knocked out of his hands. Yeah, it would have been wide open touchdown pass school. But I think one big thing about this game, I know this is a little more down the notes, but the one thing I took away from this game was is it Badgley? Yeah, Badgley. He had a great game. I mean, in those conditions, he's kicking those field goals, and there he hit all of them, I believe. Yeah. Hey, we were up two. It was a forty-something probably yard kick in in the rain, in the storm, the atmospheric river, the bomb cyclone. We had a chance if he hits that to go up five. If he misses it, the 49ers, all their momentum, they're down two. But the money badger, as they call him, Michael Badgley, nails it. It was a be- dude. It couldn't have been a more perfect kick, man. To sit us up I- five. Rodrigo, what do they do? I don't know. Um, I say get rid of him. I'm just being honest. Get rid of him. I mean, it um, sucks to say. I don't think we'll get rid of him. I think we'll just kind of keep both of them. But that's a very interesting discussion because Badgley has came in and knocked down some big kicks. I don't think he's missed one since those past two games. Now, but... this is always this is impossible to answer, but I'm going to ask you, is is Blankenship making that kick that last night? Is he making that one? Mm-hmm. It's that. so impossible to say. Now, we can't act like Michael Badgley is a great kicker. He had a pretty decent career with the Chargers. They cut him. He went to the Titans, I believe, got cut. Um, he's nothing special, but he's came in and did those what kicks, he's needed those, to That's do. what we need right there, yeah. yeah. I mean, the thing is, is I'm going to be honest, if it comes down to it for like a game-winning field goal, I don't even want Blake and Chip behind the 40, really. I think he's automatic from inside the 40. Um, but that's 40 such a bad thing to say because you, yeah. you're going to need your kicker to kick some 50 to 60-yard kicks. All I know is that at 50 plus, Blankenship is missing it. I know he's hit a 53 yarder. Um, I don't know about 50, 51, 52, but I feel like every time I've seen him kick one over 50, it's been they're just it's a miss. Wide left, wide right. Yeah. Right. Let's bring this back to Carson Wentz, though. I think one of the bright things that he did yesterday was just his running ability. 
the one play that I think I have it on here, the second and 15, he stays in the pocket, doesn't have anything, gets a 17-yard run right up the middle. He Any other quarterback other than Carson Wentz and maybe Josh Allen would have slid, and then, okay, we're going to have a third and short. But no, Carson Wentz put his shoulder down, got those four or five extra yards after that contact. He made a little, he did a little move, first down. He gets up, does the first down. I'm screaming in my living room. That's the Carson Wentz that we need. This is the thing. I feel like Carson Wentz's running game, and this might be like very over-exaggerated, but I think that is one of the main reasons we won this game because there was a there was a lot of massive like downs that might not have been third downs or fourth downs, but some of like for example, a second and fifteen. If you get sacked back there, yeah, that's gonna be a third and what eighteen, and then now it's third and eighteen. We don't score in the drive, punt the ball or whatever, kick a field goal, or whatever we do. Um, that those. Small plays right there is what won us. It's the, the ability just... to extend drives and extend plays. Yep. And then let's yep. not forget the touchdown run he had. He faked out the entire camera crew. He faked out the entire stadium. Everyone thought he handed it off to Jonathan Taylor. You see at the top of your screen, Carson Wentz diving in front of two people, yep. getting the touchdown and spiking the ball. Man, Carson, he he shined. He shined. Um, that's four straight games of him playing his best football, and we're going to need an even better performance next week. We'll get into it um, have... later on in the week. I do have a question about, so we will end up starting talking about Taylor a little bit more, um, but Jonathan Taylor, what was, like, I don't know if I'm the only one that realized this, but the last couple drives, mainly the whole fourth quarter, Jonathan Taylor didn't get a carry. No, nah, you're not the only one. That's been a pretty hot discussion. There's nothing about it, though. Um, I think Frank said in today's press conference that Jonathan Taylor said he felt something, or there's like a, a very minor thing wrong with him, and to be honest, we didn't really need him out there. We kind of had a comfortable lead. We just threw Hines yeah. out there. I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. I didn't see enough wrong with it for me to even notice it in a game. I don't remember me thinking, like, where's Taylor at? Where's Taylor? So, I mean, if that says anything about it. I was getting mad kind of when we were headed off the last couple drives to Hines. To Hines, like, yeah. On. I was like, come on. Like, I, I like Hines. We need to give Hines the ball on a pitch what made me mad the most about one of the moments in that game it was a third and four and we handed it off to marlon mack and he got like one yard and i was like why is marlon mack on the field in a third and less than five situation is on the field is for our trade value that's literally it but like Um, even then like it's hurting his trade value right now honestly (laughs) um let's switch over to the defense defense did their thing except for the two touchdown drives that san francisco had is honestly (laughs) is honestly the template of how any team is going to beat us in the nfl especially when we play more elite quarterbacks than jimmy garoppolo when we play arizona watch the amount of play action bootlegs that beat us because it happened all last year and it's happening again this year our defense gets carved on those play actions so um but other than that extremely timely turnovers darius leonard punching more balls out like, it's every game we see Darius Leonard with the ball in his hands. That's probably the fourth podcast in a row I've said that because it keeps happening. Yeah, Darius Leonard, he's he's a, definitely going to change a game in a, in a heartbeat in any game. Um, At any moment. A, any moment, it's just going to – he can do anything. That's what I'm saying. Like, so, for example, I'm pretty sure he also missed a pick. No, he just hit a – he blocked him. It was a two-point attempt. It was right after they scored that second touchdown. They went for two, and uh, he swatted it out of the air. Yeah. And then Rhodes almost had the pick six. I appreciate sure we scored a touchdown. That that was when Pittman got that yeah, touchdown. Yeah, that, that was like Rhodes, who had been struggling all season, hasn't played well at all. He went into the I locker was... room during the practice, wasn't supposed to play, came in, had the game ceiling interception, his biggest you play watched, of the season. 
if you watch what actually happened right there, it was so good. They did a comeback route. Yeah. And he Xavier Rhodes, you know, he I don't know if he really read it from the start, but you know, he's it looks like they're going down the field and he he comes back. He, he just stayed with him. him. Yeah. So tight with him. That was like that was like beautiful. Made beautiful. the play and like I said, I just got done watching the highlights, and I don't think his heel touched out of bounds. That's just me being biased. That should have been a pick six. I don't know. Oh, um, didn't he? I think he stepped out after that. I think that happened, and then and his then, next foot. Yeah, his out. other foot. Yeah, it was close. But like you said, we ended up scoring on that touchdown anyways. Um, mm. We just we took advantage of the elements. We had a couple fumbled snaps. We didn't fumble it. Jonathan Taylor, you know, the very first play from scrimmage had the fumble. We were all like, oh, God. I know. Um, I, I remember. I Honestly, though, like, I never get upset in the first quarter, first, second quarter. I never really get upset. Yeah. It's usually whenever it's third and fourth quarter and we're making mistakes, I'm getting pissed. Like, yeah. Because so much can happen in a game. Like, yeah. you, you saw it. Um, but judge, going off that, so let's just paint the picture. The Niners' first possession of the game ran the ball all the way down the field. It's touchdown. Our first, our first touch of the football turnover they get it in their territory and our defense went massive holding them to a field goal right there if they would have scored another touchdown and we're down two touchdowns early it's like okay that's scary but credit to the defense for getting that first stop holding them to a field goal um let's talk about michael Pittman and jonathan taylor our two year two studs on offense they're just getting better and better every single week the thing i like about michael Pittman was is that i'm pretty for one he went up there and it's like He's actually going up for the ball. We're throwing deep balls to him finally. Finally, and and the thing is, is like it's pouring on rain. He's making those catches, and he's just it's clutch. You know what I mean? And the thing that I really was really kind of crazy was, is most of our point. I'm pretty sure like all our points came from uh, a drive that had that in it, kind of thing. Like where yeah, we got those pass bombs. Yeah, I yeah. It's the one yard line, and then Pittman. The last, the only one that didn't come from a pass interference was Pittman catching it in the end zone. And that's um, why you throw those bombs downfield because either you catch it, or it's a pass interference, yeah. and you get those yards anyways. They don't go on the stat sheet, but you get those yards. I want to see a stat on if Michael Pittman didn't get those PA, like two of those PAs at the beginning of the game and caught the ball, like how many yards and touchdowns he would have had at that point. That would have been nuts. Yeah. So that first possession we had after the fumble. It was a third and 11, 53, 54 yard bomb to Pittman, pass interference, like and caught right it. Here. He caught it too. Yeah. Um, another one was the was an end zone shot, pass interference. Just that, again, it's that's a, why you throw those balls up, especially to Pittman, because he's either going to make the play or he's going to draw the flag. And that's how you if, win if games. The thing that I thought was crazy was I feel like no matter what, if you have the defender behind you, um, throw it up to him. Uh, if that's, but the thing that was weird was was Pittman beat that corner, or it depends if it was cover two or whatever they were playing, Tampa or whatever. That corner might have been in zone, but for example, he's going deep. The safety's gonna come towards him. Really, if you look at the play on film, he honestly like that is not where you want to throw the ball at all. Like yeah. where that catch was made, that ball it was like horrible. Honestly, he just got lucky that Pittman was better than the safety and. And shout out, they said it a lot on broadcast last night, but uh, the Niners are last in the league, which means like they've given the most pass interference calls downfield. So, I mean, I don't know if the Colts knew that going in. That's why they kept attacking the DBs, but it worked out. And like I said, that's how you steal games on the road by just getting those flags called your way for that much of chunk plays. I mean, those are 30, 40, 50-yard plays that you just get for free because you took a shot downfield and Michael Pittman made a play. So to wrap this up for the Colts, I don't want to make a prediction really. Yeah, I want to do that next podcast or whatever. But um, 
We got a big one, man. What do you think going into next week? What is the main keys that Frank Reich and this team is like trying to focus on? We'll talk about it next episode. We'll do we'll an entire preview. Yeah, we don't want to do it now. Just know if you're listening, it, we have the biggest game you can have in October at yeah, home game, on Halloween. It's gonna def- it's gonna do a lot to define our season, to be honest. Is it one o'clock game or? I think so. Yeah, it's a normal game. That's the thing is if if you win this game, you're gonna put yourself at what? It's good. We're gonna be five and four or four and four. Four and four, and, and it'll be five and three. Five and three. And then we got the Texans and Jag or Jags and Tex. No, Jets and Jags. Jets and Jags. And I mean, I don't want to speak too soon, but the odds are in our favor for those games. Yeah. But uh, it's just it's just all. It's not really just about that W. It's about getting that divisional tie at one one with who's who's the favorite to win the division right now. Who's the Titans? That's what it's all about. It's it's about not going down 0-2 to Tennessee. And then, because if they win that game, they're automatically going to win the division because the Texans and the Titans are doing nothing, or the Texans and Jet, Jazz are doing nothing. So we'll talk about it again. We have the biggest game of the season coming up on Sunday, and this this type of win leading into that can carry over. So yeah. we'll see. Good job on Frank Reich and Carson Wentz and Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor and Darius Leonard and Xavier Rhodes for getting it done. Yes, the whole game was just executed perfectly. Obviously, plays are going to be given up. No matter, no matter what team you are, how you play, yeah. there's going to be plays that you give up. And I feel like the Colts really, whatever their game plan was, they really did it. Um, so. Battled in San Francisco. Let's do have a little fun now. Let's get some overreactions on the table after week seven. You can let it all out. I'm going to start off with it. That Tennessee team, the way they played the last two weeks against the Chiefs and the Bills, they can make it to the Super Bowl. This was supposed to be the part of their season where us as Colts fans are like, all right, they have the Chiefs, then they have Buffalo. Those are two games that they should lose, and they come out and stomp both of them, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, it pisses me off, to be honest. When um, you need them to lose, they get massive dubs. This is the thing about the Titans. I think they can so win it, it's going to be their defense. That If they don't win it, it's going to be the problem is their defense. I Really, really I haven't looked at like their stats or whatever on defense. Yeah. I just know that their defense is not good. Like Okay, but you can't say that when they held the Chiefs to three points. They had Mahomes, Kelsey, and Hill on the field the whole game, and they didn't score a touchdown. That's credit to the defense. Their defensive line, Danico Autry yeah. and them boys, they're, they're, they're getting home. It's going to be tough. Yeah. I don't know, man. They're playing I hope, good football. I'm just really hoping that they're going to be ass from now on, to be honest. We're I mean, same, aren't we all? That's what we have to hope on. We need them to be so, ass. They can definitely make it to the Super Bowl. They're, I think. I don't think they do because, I don't know, I just can't see Ryan Tannehill in the Super Bowl. It's just – I know. I think what they need to do really is, and I think these teams that they're playing, they're giving Derrick Henry 30 carries a game, and I – they better hope that he stays healthy because if without Derrick Henry, their whole entire offense shuts down. I feel like because at that point, wrong. then you at that point, I don't know who their backup running back is, but I'm pretty sure it's an old Patriots like not James White, uh, James White. I'm gonna read off. Um, so looking at the rushing stats, Derrick Henry in first place at 869 yards. The second place leading rusher in the league is Jonathan Taylor with 579. So he's almost 300 yards ahead of Jonathan Taylor, but that's because but, he's getting 30, 20, like 25 to 30 yards or carries a game. So like they know who yeah. their focal point is on offense and they're, they're utilizing it. 
So looking at the Titans, their offense looks really banged up. Um, just seeing a not really on the starting end too much, but so they have Darrington Evans as the backup running back. Um, yeah. So if Derrick Henry goes out at any point in the season, they're screwed because the thing is, is their run game probably isn't going to work as well. It might. I mean, you can still run the ball, but then that's whenever it gives up those play action. Like they're not going to be biting on the play action so yeah. much. I mean, you do have Julio and AJ Brown on both sides. I don't know, man. I I think that they rely too much on Derrick Henry. I mean, it's not honest. that they rely too much. It's just working so good that they're like, why would they shy away from it? It's like the Colts. We want we want to see Jonathan Taylor get 30 carries a game yeah. because we know it'll produce what the Tennessee's producing. But I don't think you want to rely so much of that on your offense because, like you've been saying, what happens when he goes down? Then what do you do? The difference is, I think, between them – I don't, I wouldn't say than the Bills. I think they're better than the Bills. I really don't think they obviously just beat the Chiefs. They just smacked the Chiefs, okay? And the but Bills. I seriously think that the Chiefs, if they replayed the Chiefs all over again in the playoffs, this would, same thing would not happen. I don't, I don't know. know why. I don't know. We'll get to we'll we'll talk about the Chiefs later in these overreactions. But I don't think they're as good as they have been. I'm, I'm gonna, okay. Let's just be. I'm hating on the Titans because I don't like them. So. I know. No, I agree. I don't like them just as much as you don't. Next one. This was this is a bold one. The Bengals okay, okay. Is... are going to win that division. They I... hammered Baltimore. Pittsburgh isn't getting close to Cincinnati. And the way Cleveland's looking with all their injuries, they're not getting close to Cincinnati. The Bengals just set themselves up for a lot of success in a statement Bengals... win. Yeah, they – again, this is a great team. I think that they're – obviously, they're going to make the playoffs no matter what, I feel like, uh, unless cr- something crazy happens, like always. Yeah. Uh, I think they will they're sitting at 5-2 the and two currently. They're going to win the AFC North. Um, I don't – this is crazy to say, but the division has the Browns. Steelers and Ravens. Ravens. Yeah. Um, the Browns, I don't think will get up there, especially knowing some uh, Baker's injury. I don't know but I don't know about him right now. But Bengals, as long as they can just keep up pace with the Ravens, which they obviously are because they just smacked them, they'll win it. Um, I mean, you have Joe like- Burrow throwing four sixteen, three touchdowns, and Jamar Chase catching eight for two oh one. Yep, they they that did is, it in college, and they're doing it in the pros. All in, man. <laughs> like if that can stay hot, I don't know much about their defense, but they kept Baltimore to seventeen points. I mean, that's impressive. So this this overreaction today on Monday that the Bengals are going to be AFC North champions at the end of the season. Quote me. Remember this episode, episode twenty three. Hats can make the playoffs. I actually agree with this one. Let me tell you why I think. Because you said if, this in the last podcast, just saying. Yeah. If Mac Jones can stay hot, I know they, they put up 54 points on a terrible Jets team. I want to see the Colts put up 60 on the Jets in a couple weeks. But they still have Buffalo twice, and it's late in the season. You just You just never know what can happen. Imagine a world where they win both of those games, then look at that division. That'd be crazy. What you got to look at, too, is is Patriots are a competing team. It's not like they're not a – obviously, they don't have a lot of crazy players. They got a rookie quarterback. They, You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The only team they've lost to by more than a touchdown – or actually more than – A touchdown. I'm looking at the same touchdown. It's a touchdown. It's the, it's the Saints. And, and, and the Cowboys. Lost, and the Cowboys. Well, they lost by six, so just under a touchdown. More than a, yeah, it was more than a touchdown. But, yeah. that, like – Dallas Cowboys and Co. They're, I mean, they're pretty Wrong. damn good. I know. And they play the Jets. So what I think here is 
Patriots, I think the biggest game coming up is the is the Chargers. That's gonna be on Halloween. They play in LA. Pa- it's a road game. Yeah, so if the Char- LA coming the Chargers, off a bye. I, I hate to say this like this, but I really feel like if the Patriots beat the Chargers this week, they will make the playoffs. Then they have a struggling yeah. Panthers team, an injured Browns team, a toss up Falcons game. Like they can go on a roll. Then they got to like they're set up perfectly to if they win games to be set. Like, for example, you a lot of people will be like, oh, you got to play the Patriots and the – or not the Patriots. You got to play the Titans and the Bills back-to-back weeks. Weeks That's going to suck. Really, if I'm the Patriots fans, I want to see those matchups because – At that point of the season too. Realistically, you're going to play them anyways in the playoffs. So, like, if you lose to them now, you would have lost to them in the playoffs. So. Yeah, they have, they have the Bills twice in three weeks with the Colts right in the middle of it. Colts, Jags, and Dolphins. That's, that's big that they haven't played Buffalo yet because if they can get hot – they can make it interesting. They have them twice still. Uh, and so, the thing, the thing is, is really Mac Jones. I was not big on. I think he's doing great. I love him honestly. I think he's he's the best rookie quarterback looks, so far this he's season. So matured in the pocket, like I don't know how to explain it, but I think the reason why is because I'm not saying this to hate on him at all. I'm just saying it as in like it's good for him. I think as a rookie quarterback coming in with the skill set that he has, having coaching around him such as bill belichick that yeah. is just that's who you want yeah <laughs> like there, there's no way you're gonna fail i feel like in that system like if you i feel like honestly if you put most rookie quarterbacks there they're gonna play decent um rather than going to the jets obviously i want someone listening to go back on an earlier podcast and hear what jackson was saying about mac jones and listen to what Dude, he's saying he was now garbage bro he was garbage and somehow he's just good like i don't know i don't I think it's just because he's an Alabama quarterback. I didn't like him. But... I mean, yeah, we've been over it plenty of times, but it's just funny, uh, like how he's at. He's changing people's minds. That's what. That's what I figured he would do because people were so low on it for no reason. I was like, okay, well, he's just gonna come out and ball, and that's what he's doing. So hopefully, they can keep it up. Again, an overreaction is that they can make the playoffs and they're gonna sweep Buffalo later on in the yeah. season. But let's get to this last one. I think the Pats making the playoffs is the biggest overreaction on here. I think the next one is actually going to be very not overreacting. Okay. And very, very uh, probable. So Chiefs not making the playoffs. Oh, that is weird to say. Imagine, so, like, uh, no way we thought of this going into the season, the Chiefs not making the playoffs. But the way four, it's it looking, yeah, they're three and four. They We're only have wins against the Browns, the Eagles, and the football team. Losses against really good teams, the Ravens, Chargers, Bills, and Titans. All AFC it's, teams. Like, that's not good for them. What you got to want is is playing in the AFC. I don't – about this? Okay, let's put this in here. It's not good that they they've lost the, to those teams in particular. The Bucket or Buccaneers. If the Chiefs make the playoffs, I feel like they'll make a run right or what. But – you need the Chiefs to not make the playoffs, honestly. As a team in the AFC, we don't want to be a team playing the Chiefs. Um, nah, nah, I want the Chiefs. That'd be a sick playoff matchup. No, because I'm honest. I would rather, I mean, realistically, you got to go through everybody to get to the Super Bowl. Like, you, if, if I'm picking any team to- now to play in the AFC, it's the Chiefs in the playoffs. Today, right now, I'm taking the Chiefs. I mean, I'd rather play the freaking, who else is? Chargers, uh, Ravens, Bengals, Titans, Bills. They, they sound scary, but the thing is, is when you play the Chiefs, I understand that they're not playing at a high level right now. But, like, for example, week one against the Browns, if you watch that, those highlights, they're just 
falling on offense. I'm scared. Like as a Colts fan, at, at least seeing the Colts defense against know, the Patrick yeah. Mahomes, like oh but my that's, god. But that's the same thing with the Chiefs. They have no defense. Yeah, true. So yeah, I honestly think that they. Let's look at their division real quick. Uh, the Chargers should win that one. Chargers. The Raiders win. They did win. They won. They Chargers, beat the Eagles. Look at the Chargers. Chargers play the Patriots. Yeah, Chargers got an easy ass schedule. I mean, right um, now the bank, the Raiders are in the top of the AFC West just because the Chargers had a bye week. Yeah, let's let's look at the Raiders. We look at schedules all the time. Look at the Raiders schedule. Uh, oh my God! I mean, honestly, they do have a pretty difficult schedule after the Giants and. And the biggest thing with me with the Chiefs is I believe I've said it on previous episodes. They've they've already played the Chargers once this season, and it was in Kansas City, and they lost. So they're already down 1-0 to the potential division winner. In their second game, they have to go win on the road now. So, like, they just set themselves up in a in a very bad position. Yeah, if the – dude, this is going to be interesting. Giants and Chiefs on Monday night. <laughs> Bro, that's good. Okay. Chiefs are going to win that one, I bet. But the thing is, is if the Chiefs lose to the Raiders in this upcoming matchup... Wait, where is that matchup I just saw? It's got to be in the next couple weeks, right? Chiefs and Raiders play... Damn, it's actually like three weeks from now. Never mind. Well, anyways, I feel like after that point, we're going to know for sure if the Chiefs are making the playoffs or not. Yeah. Uh, Because if they beat... For example, it don't really matter if they lose to the Giants and Packers. I mean, it does matter for their standing, like their record... But like realistically, just seeing who they're gonna be against, trying to get in the wild card spot. Um, there is seven teams allowed in now, so if you beat the Raiders, I think you're pretty good because you might lose the Cowboys, but you're gonna beat the Broncos and got the Raiders again. But yeah, that that'd be probably a crazy matchup. The Chiefs go in the Raiders, and then Chargers the week after. The Raiders are quiet. I mean, they've had a lot of big stuff happening <sighs> with their head coach, but they started good. They had a little little rough part, but now they've won back to back games again, and Derek Carr's looking nice. I don't think I'm looking at their schedule, dude. Their schedule it looks easy before the year, but now it looks pretty rough. Like You're talking about the playing, Raiders. Yeah, they're playing the Giants. Okay, that that's given. Uh, they're probably gonna win that game, but they play the Chiefs. Okay, like we said, we don't know about the Chiefs. We got Bengals, Cowboys. Oh, I guess Washington. Never mind. I mean, we that two week stretch with Cincinnati and Dallas is gonna be tough. That one. And then honestly, I'm I still think the Washington football team is good. I think that they're I think they play at the same Raiders and then will compete. It'll be a close one, I feel yeah. like. Um they got Chiefs, Browns, Broncos, Colts, Chargers. Really, they got a Holy cow, those last two games of the season, we know we've talked about how big that one with the Colts is gonna be for Dude, playoff that implications. Raiders and Chargers one is but gonna that be one crazy. is gonna be for the division title. I'm calling it right now. That last game of the season, it has Colts Titans esque a couple years ago where we have to go on the road and beat them. They have them you at home what, for the division you know title. What I'm thinking? Okay, so like I did not realize this until just now. So I'm pretty sure. Week 17, I mean, obviously, is it's only divisional games. It's all teams that look like they're going to be close. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. for example, let's look at uh, what's, what's a team that's competing right now for the division. Uh, go with, I guess not the Cowboys. Week 18. Let's look at the Week 18 matchups. Cincinnati at Cleveland. New England and Miami, nothing. Colts But you Jazz, never know. Pittsburgh, Sometimes... Baltimore. Kansas City, Denver. I, I mean, honestly, the only big ones... The only big divisional ones are the the Chargers and Raiders, the Niners and Rams, and the um, Seahawks and Cardinals. Those week sixteen is also going to be 
Um, I mean, that's just how every season is, though. You get to the end of the season, and I didn't even realize that games become just massive. Yep. When was the Colts play the Bucks? Uh, it's so random, but I'm just really nah, curious. I, I know. No, nah, it's a while, but we don't have our buy for a long time, dude. We don't have our buy until after the Texans. Like the second week, I kind of like that to be honest. I, I mean, I do, but like. Before we have a bye, for all the people listening, we still have to play the Titans, the Bills, and the Bucks. Those back-to-back I'm, weeks. Hey, tiebreaker people, if I I might be at the Jets and Colts game on field, that would be crazy. All right, all right. As long as I get the vaccine beforehand. <laughs> so let's switch gears now. Let's talk about some contenders versus pretenders. I like this one. Um, I like this one. I'm excited to talk about the pretenders, but who are some teams in the league that can, other than the top teams that we know of, who are those mid-pack teams that can contend late in the season? I have a list, but only one like of those this. is an, like is an NFC team. I don't know any, many other NFC teams that can make a run mm-hmm. other than the top because you have the That's Packers amazing. and the, the Rams and the Cardinals, the ones I didn't put down, one of the, and the yeah, Bucks. So NFC has got big gaps between the good and bad teams. But a team that I think that really, one thing I didn't realize was is the Falcons are three and three. That's weird as hell. I did not realize. I mean, that. like I, I, I like, said that last episode, they're just quiet. You never hear anything about the Falcons. They're either really bad or or decent, but you don't hear it any at all during that. Yeah. So, team that I think could possibly come out and do something is going to be either the Saints or maybe the Vikings. Uh, the Vikings have the potential there. Um, I'm not really sure what's going completely wrong with them. They're on a two-game win streak, which is pretty good. But they've know, had a lot I of like close the, games this year too. Yeah, and the Saints. The Saints. I also saw like Miss Winston had four touchdowns last week or the week before. One of the two. They play but, tonight. Uh, They're about to kick off soon. They play the yeah, Seahawks. Got a bunch of bets in the night. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Jameis Winston actually threw for like it was like two sixty-four touchdowns. Uh, Callaway had two touchdowns. So for some AFC contenders, after this week, again, we didn't put the obvious ones. After this week, the Bengals, I think, can can ride this, be serious contenders. I think the Chargers as well. Again, they were on a bye week this week, so we got to see how they respond next week. And then the Titans, I think their last two games have put themselves on top, just mentally and just who they beat. So I think Dallas... The contenders, the contenders I have on this list are the Bengals, the Cowboys, the Chargers, and the Titans, which are pretty solid. Other the, Again, excluding the top teams in the league that are already there. Let's go through some of the, the teams that are maybe pretenders that aren't um, good, who they who thought they were good. And I love this first they, one that I have, the Carolina Panthers. They were 3-0. Yeah, they were and oh. Everyone was saying how good they were. They've lost four straight, and they benched. Sam Darnold. Now the coach, I did listen to the press I didn't conference. Even see that? Too, yeah, he got benched. They brought out PJ Walker. I think that's who their backup is, who torched us in the preseason. Um, now the coach did say after the game that Sam Darnold is going to keep being their starting quarterback. They just needed like a spark, a change, um, which makes sense. I like the I like the call. But the Panthers four game losing skid after starting three and zero. Pretenders. I want to hear. Okay, honestly, I want to hear like you talk about. This is not really pretenders. I think it's like down below and all this stuff. The Lions, they 
Their division, they have, I think, Bears are trash. Vikings are one of those teams I said they were contenders. The Lions is a team that is coming out here and, and losing. They're competing. Like, no, oh no I actually I like them because playing a game like the Rams, when you're that much of an underdog, you have to do what they did. The onside kicks, the fake punts. They 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 converted on all their like trick plays. And that's what you have to do. But they didn't obviously do much else on offense or anything. But I, I like seeing that. You lose the Rams basically by a touchdown. You lose two points to the Ravens. You lose two points to the Vikings. I mean, this is this could easily be a one-two. Yes, two points. Or actually, yeah, three. This could be easily be a three and four team. Yeah, but instead they're zero and seven, and that's the NFL. Um, I think another yeah. pretender is the 49ers, which sucks because coming into the season, I think me, you, and Corbin kind of had them up there as like a decent team. A lot of people even had them high on Super Bowl odds, the 49ers. Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I didn't like them coming in this year at all. Um, and they're definitely – they've lost four straight, um, I believe. So and we talked about it. They just lost last week. Um, started 2-0. and They lost to the Packers, Seahawks, Cardinals, and the Colts the last month of football. Um They've had injury problems. George Kittle's not out there. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo were swapping starting roles with injuries. Um, they just can't get the job done, and I think they're a serious pretender in the league. And if we want to talk about some more pretenders here, I think this is another kind of like line situation. They're not really a pretender or a contender. They're in between. But what I think is weird is is I think Bears are three and four, okay? Let me look at who they played. How did Justin Fields play? Justin Fields play against the Buccaneers? He just like fumbled everything and threw picks. Dude, there were so many turnovers. They made they it so have, easy for Tampa Bay. They have a QB. Okay, if they have a QB, this could easily be a nine and eight team. Uh, over. You think it's just down to the quarterback? It's that simple. Yeah, I mean, like he's throwing three picks and and he fumbled it at least twice. Yeah, they had five turnovers. But yeah, it was, all the turnovers literally came from Justin Fields. Five turnovers of Justin Fields. Yeah. Um, five turnovers from one player. I mean, you are the quarterback, but he is a quarterback that's rookie and he's trying to get into things. But I don't know. I think pretender I think Chicago pretender could be contender. Uh, Apparently, with you, with one quarterback move, they're right back in it. With one quarterback move, let's look. At, let's look at their. Uh, is it Andy Dalton? What if they bring him back in? Dalton, I feel like, would be better than him, but don't they have Nick Foles? Yeah, they do. So I feel like you put Nick Foles out there, and you're at least try above it. the Vikings. Yeah, I think if if the Bears go out there and they play, beat the Vikings one time, and win a couple games here and there, they end up going nine and eight or whatever, eight and nine. I mean, if you look at the rest of the NFC, like the only teams that are really going to be in good standing with the record, is going to be the number one teams in every division. That's four. Okay, so five teams in are going to be Cowboys, Cardinals, Rams, Packers, Bucks. That still leaves three teams. If yeah. you look at these records, everybody's fucking two and five, three and three. So, or two and four, three and three. And there's a lot of football to be played as well. So there's going to be a team in the NFC that is pretty much bad that's going to make it. It's either going to be, if we're looking at it right now, it's going to be Vikings, Saints, or... Chicago and I mean, Nick Foles. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. Vikings and Bears, I guess, never mind. The NFC South has a lot of three. Everybody's had over three wins, but yeah. Um, 
Let's see yeah, who the Bears weird. have coming up. Can they turn their season around? Like maybe. A struggling Niners like, team in Pittsburgh, home against the Ravens, an easy dub against the Lions, the Cardinals-Packers back-to-back is going to hurt them. They, think about this. One of these teams is going to be in the playoffs. It's going to be the Bears, Saints, or Falcons, depending on what happens in the Seahawks-49ers situation. Yeah. Um, that's going to be weird to see any of those teams in there. I think the Saints makes the most sense. I don't think the Seahawks can do it without Russell Wilson. 49ers, I don't know what's wrong with them. Four-game lose streak or lose, losing streak. Oh no, man! AFC's gonna get wild when it comes down to the five, six, and seven seeds because or six, seven seeds because um, Rams are. I, I don't know. Rams or Cardinals taking that fifth seed no matter what. Right. So go. Who's gonna be at the top? Cowboys, Packers, Bucks, Cardinals, Rams. That's the five. Yeah, that's the five that I think's automatic yeah, right there. And then there's uh, the there's the two other spots. And there's two other spots. And if you look at this, I mean, other than you would think before the season Seahawks are 49ers, but really, I mean, 49ers they, their schedule. They're putting themselves in a hole though. 49ers play the Bears. That'll be a nice game. 49ers and Bears. Uh, they play oh my god, they play the Cardinals and Rams back to back. And then it, um, it gets pretty manageable. Then they have the Bengals, the Titans, the Rams to close the season. I don't know about the 49ers, to be honest. They got they got the Bengals, Titans, Rams. I mean, they got to play Rams again. Um, I mean, they did hold Cardinals to 17, losing by seven. That's weird. Listen, we did say um, that the NFC has that big gap between the top and the bottom, but I think the NFC and the AFC, um, those last, those two final wild card spots, just the race for them to close the season is going to be an exciting thing to watch. Just yeah, it might be. It's, it's going to come down to the Patriots. Isn't there a Patriots Chargers game down there somewhere? That'll Patriots be a crazy. Patriots play the game. Chargers next week, I think. Oh, that'd be a good game. Um, it was. It's going to come down. They're all going to tie for like win loss. I think. They're, I think they're going to tie. It's just going to come down to who won in the, the regular season. Yeah. So a lot of just, a lot of exciting football to still be played. Um, keep an eye on the Colts. Like I said, we'll talk about the Colts in the next episode to close this week to preview week we also, eight. We can run down all the games next episode whenever we pick our picks. If yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So basically, if you guys our summary today, Colts are looking good. A lot of good overreactions. A lot of a lot of things that could be happening. Everything's still questioned. We're only at week seven, about to be week eight. Um, Listen, I was thinking about today. It's kind of upsetting because we're somehow already eight weeks into the season. Now we have a lot of season left, but like it's it's flying right in front of my eyes, and I'm kind of upset about it. Yeah, I mean, even you can go seven more weeks, two more times, and that's Super Bowl. That's how I think about things. I like that. It's a good point. More of these, but if you if you guys are wanting to hear. Like us talk about your team, have potential to make a Super Bowl run. I bet you you've probably heard it. We've talked about so many different teams having chances. Patriots, even the Bears having a chance. <laughs> yeah, for real. 